Good morning, welcome to On The Pace in Inter-Dominion Week 2021. I'm Michael Guerin, your host for today as we start to build up to the first Inter-Dominion in New South Wales in what feels like a thousand years. Of course, it was delayed last year. We couldn't have it because of COVID. We are having it this Saturday. First round of Inter-Dominion heats come up at Menangal, then we move to Bathurst next Wednesday, the Sunday after, to Newcastle, then back to Menangal for the finals on December the 11th. I am thrilled it is here, so are many people in New South Wales, including, I'm sure, our first guest this morning, Luke McCarthy. Luke, it feels like a long time since we've had an inter in New South Wales. Yeah, good morning, Mick, and no, it's really good that it's you know, back on and at our home track, and yeah, we're really looking forward to it. All right, mate, you and your wife, Belinda, who's the official trainer of Team McCarthy, have a very strong hand in the pacing series, and you took some of those horses to Menangle last week for a trial. Let's talk about them from the top of the market. King of Swing, where is he at, Luke? Yeah, that trial was just lovely for him, Mickey. Um, I sat last on him on purpose and just let him follow him around and work up the straight nice. He sort of pulled half a length off expensive ego, getting home in 26 and change. So I was happy with how he worked and he's just come right on, right on since that trial. Expensive ego was enormous last time when you drove him like a good horse and he needed to be woken up a touch. Has he gone on with things since then, Luke? Has he has he dialed in for this series? Yeah, he's he's thrived, Nick. He, um, that run, you know, brought him right on, and he come out and trod really nice. Uh, he's just tightened up, lovely. So he's he's ready to go. You talk about horses tightening up. Um, a horse who's probably not that tight because he's a little bit older these days is. Alter Orlando, is he a horse who's going to be at his peak for the opening round of heats, or is he a horse who's going to improve as the series goes on? Oh, look, he's just a great old horse. I think he, you know, he always runs a good race. He's fit. He had a nice trial. Like he'll come out and go just as good the first night as he will on the final. He's a good seasoned old campaigner, and you know this, this series certainly won't bother him. He'll, he'll handle it well. And Spirit of St. Louis uh, has done a good job for you guys and its first major set of campaigns for you. Um, where's he at after his trial last week? Yeah, lovely little horse, Nick. He's great speed. He's every week at Menangley, you know, running low 53 hard. So, done a good job in Brisbane, won the four-year-old championship. And, you know, he's, he's not as seasoned as the other three boys, but he'll... Yeah, he'll get driven accordingly, good six spinner, and um, I'm sure he'll he'll do well for the series. Luke, you guys have a huge hand to play in the market, and, and a lot of things can change in the next two weeks. The barrier draw for the final will be two weeks from today. At the moment, as things stand, Luke, if they have equal luck and they have equal barrier draws, shall we say, could you please rate your four chances in the Inter-Dominions for our Sky Sports Radio listeners? Well, I think, you know, King of Swing deserves to be favourite in the top seed. He's, you know, he's a six-year-old, he's seasoned, he's raced at this level now for a couple of years and he'll thrive on the series. Expensive Ego, obviously, is 
these second picks, he's just a great horse and, you know, he showed his form by coming out and going 48 you know, two weeks ago. Uh, and then the other two boys, they're probably on par just to get the best run and best draw come final time. Luke, what's your attitude toward this series? Because uh, obviously some heats you may draw well with the King of Swing, you'll be expected to lead and probably win. Other heats around a Bathurst or a Newcastle, when you draw not so well, is it a case that a King of Swing or an expensive ego has to be put into the race all the time because we're there on the market? Or would you like the chance to drive, for example, King of Swing, with a sit in one of the heats because he does that so rarely. Oh, I suppose you just wait and see how the cards fall with the draws, Nick. But um, you know they're both pretty versatile. But look, they're very strong and they're, they're you know they're obviously the top two seeds. So you'd, you'd expect whatever race they're in, they'll be you know put into the race and be right there. What about for the trotting series, Luke? Uh, what does Team McCarthy have for that? Um, we've got a horse called Humble Lad. He, we had him in Brisbane for the Winter Carnival. He runs second to Pink Pilar's in the big group race up there. Really like this horse. Um, he's working well. We expect him to, to go really good. Is he the type of horse, Luke, who's going to be better suited to some of the smaller tracks and the, and the get-up-and-go racing, or a horse who will be more potent around Menangle when we get to 3,000 metres for the final? Oh, he's, he's good gated, Nick. I think he'll handle um, back at Newcastle and he's just a nice shotter and oh, I think it might, it might Murray Mary races and what this think he, he, he should go good wherever he goes. Well, let's talk about um, a meeting which isn't quite so big, but it's going to be a, an Inter-Dominion venue in a couple of weeks. That's Newcastle. There's a day meeting there today, and obviously the regional racing is behind us now, so you and Belinda can send a couple of horses there. Um, what would be your best chance of, of getting a winner this afternoon at Menango, even though, of course, I know you are not going. Jack Callahan will be doing the driving for the stable. Yeah, Jack drives all the way to Newcastle and Penrith. He's such a good driver and he's, he knows the form well. Um, so he sort of takes the drive on all them ones. Uh, I think Ranger Bond gets into a nice race. Uh, he's, he should go good. He's obviously went that quick time at Menangle a couple of starts ago and you know, drops back to an easier field at Newcastle. OK, mate. Uh, are you excited to have the Inter-Dominions back on your home track? I mean, I, I know obviously you drive in all the big races and it doesn't really matter what state they're in because you can go to them most of the time. But is it exciting to have your horses and your people and, and, and even your owners back at the track for something on a place we, you go to every day? Oh, for sure, Mick. And, you know, being at, being at home, it's a definite advantage for us. You know, we can train the horses in their normal routine and um, we've got all the facilities there, the swings and water walkers and treadmills and stuff just to sit them over through the heat. So, yeah, it's definitely an advantage for us and yeah, it's a really exciting time. Luke, uh, you'll be able to drive both Expensive Ego and King of Swing because they will separate horses out by drivers for the heats. At this stage, you're going to obviously have a double up on some horse because you've got four and there's only three pacing heats. Who would be doing the secondary driving? I believe probably a split between Spirit of St. Louis and Ultra Orlando type horses. So who would be driving those type of horses at this stage? 
Uh, Jack will drive him, Nick. He's, he's got a good relationship with our Orlando in particular. He, he drives him all the time. Uh, so Jack will drive out Orlando. Mate, we appreciate your time, Luke. Um, we're going to have to pester you and bother you, and we'll try and bother Jack sometimes too, maybe even Belinda along the way over the next two and a half weeks, mate. But it's an exciting time, and, and good luck for what lies ahead. And, and thanks for the Ranger bomb push at Newcastle this afternoon where he's paying 2.2. No worries. Thanks, Nick. That's Luke McCarthy, so he's rating them, as you would expect, King of Swing as the one to beat in the Inter-Dominions. This is pre-draw, so the draws for the first round of heats, that's Saturday night, they come out around 4.30 today. So the market pre-draw for the first series of heats. King of Swing, $2.20. Expensive Ego, $3.80. Then the visiting Victorians, Triple Eight and Max Delight at $9 and $17 each. And Spirit of St. Louis in the markets with tab.com.au is the seventh favourite at $26. So Luke and Belinda and Jack Callaghan, pitch hitting for the occasional drive as well, have a massive hand to play. So too does Robbie Morris and... Kerry Ann Morris, and we get Robbie on the show now. Robbie, we're just asking Luke McCarthy, is he excited about this? And even the man who wins all those races is excited. You win plenty of big races these days too, but I know you'd be looking forward to having an Inter-Dominion at home, mate. Yeah, no, it's um, one of the things I think, no matter how many big races you're lucky enough to be in or win, it's always exciting, especially a series like the Inter-Dominion. Um, it's, it's definitely exciting to have it on your doorstep for sure. Probably one thing we didn't see coming six months ago, Robbie, was the monkey. Funky monkey being before the draws for the first round of heats, equal $3.50 favourite with Majestic Man to win the trotting into Dominion. What do you make of that, Robbie? Is, is that too short or is she good enough in a relatively lightish series that she deserves to be 3.5? Oh, look, I, I think it's probably as short as you'd want her. Um, as much as I love me mare and she's been super impressive and she's obviously very talented, but the thing that I always look at is, you know, Majestic Man, Tough Monarch, these horses have been around and been in these races for two, three years now. They're seasoned. They, they know what they're going to walk into. Um, you know, she does it. Uh, you know, there's three runs in the, the week and then another sort of six days and then a final if she makes it. It's not easy, you know, and she's, I think she's, I think this Saturday will be like a 21st run in a race. So it's all happened a little bit quick for her. Um, But look, her form suggests that she can sort of go close enough. I know she hasn't really, you know, she has raced Tough Monarch, she has raced the Drop the Hammers, and they're probably the two pin-up boys of New South Wales racing, but she's only beat them both one apiece, I'd like to see her beat them three or four times before I think she should be starting favourite in front of them. But look, I know she's going good and she seems well, so we're very happy with her. What attitude do you take to the series with her, Robbie? Because I, I imagine she doesn't want to be hustling and bustling in all four runs, yet she has really good gate speed. So if you do draw well, for example, this Saturday night on the home track, It'd be nice to push the button and get an early kill in case you don't draw well on one of the slightly smaller tracks. Oh, for sure, I think it'd be in everyone 
forefront of their mind. If we can happen to draw good and, and win the first heat, takes a lot of pressure off for the next two heats. Um, yeah, we just got to let her play it by ear. Obviously, when you got these trotters, it's um, draws are everything. Uh, we just got to play it by ear, and I think you know, as drivers, um, we got to. And I think that's the most exciting part about the Inter Dominion is. It's not so much training in the horse, it's the drivers getting them through without going to the well time and time again. You know, you see Mark Burden. I've never seen anyone do it like he can. Um, but, you know, I think as drivers, we've got to put them in the right spot and get as many points as we can without going to the well three times in one week. You mentioned the fact that she's quite new to all this, whereas Tough Monarch and Majestic Man have been in plenty of Barneys in their lives. How do you think she'll handle the travel slash quick turnarounds? Because there's a lot goes into that, the logistics of it, getting the lactic acid out of their muscles, making sure they eat well enough, and of course, keeping the horse mentally happy, particularly with trotters. How do you think she's set up at this stage for what's going to be a pretty intense first eight days? Yeah, she's, she's you know, she's really good. Um I know Kerry and the whole team have done everything they can to have a cherry ripe. Like she's she's rock hard fit, but she's also good and nice and fresh. Uh, we haven't really raced her a hell of a lot. We've raced her sort of every fortnight, which has allowed us to keep her on that fresher side. Uh, she's eaten well. Um, I think the main thing with her is she's very used to our pool now, the swim. Um, so instead of having to hit the ground in between heats, she can have a little light swim and and a walk and swim and, and those sort of things. So we're lucky at, a, at our complex. We've got everything we need to, to keep her fresh and she doesn't have to be hitting the track every day. So I'm pretty sure she'll handle that part fine. Mate, one horse many of our listeners wouldn't have heard of is uh, a newcomer to your stable. That's Robin's Playboy, a horse from way down the bottom of the South Island in New Zealand. He's got a wicked 400 metres on him. How has he settled in since coming across a week and a half ago? And, and what do you expect of him during this series? Yeah, he's, um, he's a horse that I've watched for a long time. We've been lucky enough to train the Wilson family on four or five occasions now. And they always, if they do send one over, they always give it to Kerry and ourselves. And um, he, he's a really good horse. He's, um, he's sort of, he's been a bit stiff because. Um, as you said, they, they live right down south. There's not a lot of options. I think between the 2020 New Zealand Cup and the 2021 New Zealand Cup, I think he raced eight times in a year and was completely sound and healthy, but just not a lot of options for him. Um, he's a really good horse. He settled in, actually settled in better than I could have expected. He, he raced in the New Zealand Cup Tuesday, got on a, on a truck to Come, it was in Sydney by Sunday, but um, you know, for a horse that's never really left home right down south with Chris and Ross Wilson who looked after him a treat, um, I thought he might have been a little bit edgy, um, but he's he settled in really good. He's had a couple of light canners. Um, you know, look, this horse is he's more than capable. As someone said to me this morning, I think he was like seventy one dollars. Don't get me wrong, he's he's probably going to have to have things go his way, but. A couple of his runs in New Zealand have been really good, as you will know. Mate, a horse you've had great success on 
this season at feature race level was the Black Prince. Are you confirmed to drive him during the series? And, and will they split those two horses? Because if you are confirmed, it could be a driver split. Yeah, no, I, um, I'm i definitely locked into driving the Black Prince. Uh, I've been led to believe that um, they'll try and split drivers and trainers, which I think is good for the series. Um, if they can, or if possible, I don't really know how that works. But, um, yeah, I'm definitely confirmed to drive the Black Prince and, and Robert's Playboy, hopefully. Mate, I would have thought the Black Prince was over the odds at $41.850 and not being disingenuous to some of the horses inside him in the market, but... He's a big race horse. He's won a Len Smith mile. He's raced in a miracle mile. I don't see him as a $41 chance in this series, particularly because one round of heat, he doesn't need to travel. They're on his home track at Newcastle. Yeah, I, I totally agree. You know, he, I, I tell you one thing, he will back up as good as any. Um, his speed is second to none. And, and I think the further they go, the better he'll race. Um, you know, we all know that the Black Prince is an opportunist, but um, I tell you, when them opportunities arise, he, he very rarely doesn't take them. Um, I, I think he, Roy Roots and the team have done a super job with him. His last start was a Lensmith mile win. I think they went 49 in a piece. Uh, yeah, look, he, he's shaping up to be right in this series, and um, you know, I'm looking forward to getting him because I think he's the ideal horse. I actually think both my horses that I'm driving in the heat they're, they're perfect horses for that sort of scenario because they're probably going to love a shortcut trip and if the luck goes their way, they can really take advantage of it. Well, Robbie, before we get to the big dance kicking off on Saturday night, we head to a slightly smaller dance at Newcastle this afternoon. You're heading there with some of your own team and also driving a few for Roy Roots Jr., who trains the Black Prince. What's your best chance of driving a winner this afternoon for our Sky Sports Radio listeners? Yeah, it's a, it's a tricky sort of day. Of, all my drives, I think, are sort of in the money, but nothing sort of real short. But I think um, Dance for Glory in the last, he's dropping back from status spell. He's dropping back to Sat from Saturday Night Company. Come up with barrier number one. Um, he is first up, but um, I think if he can hold up early, he, he might be hard to chase. Mate, we appreciate your time today. Um, good luck to you and Kerry Ann. Um, it's, it's a pretty big deal when you've got a favourite for an Inter Dominion trotting series and Funky Monkey coming up and a, a couple to play with in the Pacers series as well, as well mate. So travel safe today. And uh, again, as we said to Luke, we're going to need to bother you a little bit over the next two weeks. So keep the phone on. Uh, not a worry, mate. Whenever you need me, give me a call. That's Robbie Morris. He's got Funky Monkey. He and wife Kerry Ann Morris. Uh, Funky Monkey, who's emerged from nowhere over the last six months to be the equal favourite for the Inter-Dominion Trotting Series. Those odds are available on tab.com.au. Now, the barrier draws for the three pacing heats and two trotting heats will come out at 4.30 Eastern Seaboard time today, and then we are in play. I know a man will be tremendously excited about that as... One of the men who bought this series back to New South Wales, John Dumasey, the boss of Harness Racing New South Wales. It feels like a long time ago, John, this inter-Dominion cycle started between New Zealand, Australia and New South Wales. We've had to wait a year, but John, isn't it great to have it back at the home of Harness Racing, Menangle, this Saturday night? 
certainly is, Michael. And yes, it does seem like an eternity ago when we, we made the decision um, to postpone for a year due to COVID. But now it's right back on our doorstep, ready to roll, and the fields will come out. They'll be they'll be good fields. The nominations are strong. Um, the handicappers and the club, David Watson, are just working through. Uh, the final horses to make sure that every every horse is fit and well and prepared to go. So 4.30 this afternoon, we'll know the fate of the horses in the first round. OK, we're heading to Menangle. That's simple stuff. We know Menangle well as an open-class venue on Saturday night. John, then we head to Bathurst. Now, that has its own challenges, of course, because the car racing is on at Bathurst next week, and that's wonderful. It might bring a few new people to the track, but that... Um, produces a little bit of a challenge for the travel. So Harness Racing New South Wales have said to people, if you do want to travel earlier, or in fact you want to stay at Bathurst the night, we are going to try and assist you. Can you talk to us about that? Yes, well, what we've uh, arranged um, are stalls, stables, down at the showground. So if uh, a trainer wants to take all precautions and make sure that they arrive uh, very early into Bathurst, they can they can unload down at the uh, down the showground, put them in the stall, and uh, let the horses rest before they get to the track on time. Because with all these races, um, so as to provide um, uh, the best integrity measures, horses have to be on the track two hours before they're re- they're scheduled to race. So that's uh, that's something we've put in there. Uh, accommodation, uh, unfortunately, in Bathurst is, is pretty tough at whilst those car races are on. Now the car races were only moved there. Um, much later than when we made the decision on the Inter-Dominion. So it, it's, a, it's something we've got to deal with, but um, it's something that we certainly will help um, will help um, trainers who wish to arrive early, stay overnight perhaps. Um, we will will assist them in that respect. And, of course, uh, any any costs involved with the stabling of those horses will be met by uh, Club Menangle and Harness Racing New South Wales. John, there's been some chat about the travel factor. I, I think overlooked in that chat has been the fact that we've done this many, many times before in all sorts of different places, and we've actually had an inter-dominion which was once in two different states. And next year, Harness Racing Victoria are doing exactly the same. In fact, they have three rounds of heats at three different tracks. Just talk to us, and I want to get this out of the way before the racing starts, John, because... Uh, I'm supportive of taking it to the regions. What is the exact thinking and the reasons we're heading to Bathurst and to Newcastle? Uh, the, reg- the reason to take them to the regions is to allow the fans in those areas to see the very top-class horses racing for the iconic Inter-Dominion Championship. Now, what is particularly special about this one is the trotters are travelling as well. The trotters will be going to competing in three rounds of heats, so they'll be there also. Uh, trotting in New South Wales is mainly concentrated here in Sydney at Menangle Park, so it's seeing the very best horses that are available compete, and uh, the legion of fans that we have in those country areas, the regional areas, have that opportunity to see them live, and there's nothing better than seeing them live, unless, of course, you've got a comfortable lounge and you can watch it on Sky Thoroughbred Central. Okay, we'll talk about the television coverage in a second because that's been a real coup for for Harness Racing New South Wales and this series. But let's go through it piece by piece. Menangle Saturday, Bathurst Wednesday, Newcastle Sunday, then back to Menangle. Who can go where? Who can do what, John? What meetings are open? What is available to people who want to go to these meetings? Well, all meetings are open now in in New South Wales to fully vaccinated 
uh, people. We will be able to accommodate the crowds because they're, they're new tracks, they're big tracks, and there's plenty of space. Um, if people wish to um, uh, look for dining opportunities, they should contact the clubs direct, uh, Menangle, Newcastle and Bathurst, um, to make sure that they get their dining arrangements because I, I'm reasonably sure that um, these will be at a premium dining, but the tracks are spacious. There's plenty of lawn at Bathurst. There's plenty of seating outside at Newcastle. And of course, Menangle, there's expanses of lawn area if you don't uh, can't snare one of those inside dining spots. Okay, John, you mentioned the fact that the series is going on Sky Thoroughbred Central, which is which is a real coup because obviously it's a, it's a huge channel and has a lot of uh, galloping viewers who, who may be lured into the harness. Also great to have Greg Radley, who a lot of people wouldn't remember. It has a lot to do with harness racing. He's actually called a Miracle Mile. And Ryan Phelan, who was um, by far the leading broadcaster for harness in Australia uh, in the early part of the millennium. He then moved on to, to bigger gigs in television. Must be good to have him back on board because um, he's a guy who's driven in a lot of harness races. People, again, wouldn't probably know that, but probably fills a nice gap in New South Wales where there hasn't been an on-the-ground television presence very much in the last couple of years for harness racing. So you've got a couple of local boys there to join Gareth Hall and eventually Brittany Graham for the finals. Uh, it's a pretty solid lineup and pretty experienced broadcasting lineup for a series like this. I would go as far as to say one of the most experienced broadcasting lineups we've had in harness racing television. Uh, uh, certainly, and uh, for those followers of Sky Thoroughbred Central that, that watch that program, you know, every day during the week, but particularly on the uh, on the on the Saturday broadcasts, that's the type of broadcast that uh, we intend getting out to the viewers. So, they they will be as good as being on track. They won't have the feel of the the you know the sound, the thunder of the hooves going around the tracks, but they will get that coverage. But um, I, I still encourage people that are in the regions, in and around Sydney get to the tracks because uh, there's nothing like being there when the action's action's right in front of your face. John, you are involved in a lot of things in the last two years, some which have been icky, having to reduce stakes, having to go to regional racing, having to just keep the industry alive as we all fought COVID collectively. What are you looking forward to most about the next three weeks and having that series back in New South Wales? Uh, two worthy champions is what I'm looking for most. Um, keen racing in the heats, but at the end of the day, two worthy champions um, that have, have you know, gone through the endurance test that the Inter-Dominion is. It, it's, um, like, all, every race is, is a test, but um, the Inter-Dominion has that, that, that special, special tone to it about, I have the toughest horse. Uh, I've run it through a series over two weeks, and I've come out with the champion at the other end, the champion pacer or the champion trotter in the, in the tab into Dominion Championships. So that is what is the pinnacle of harness racing at this time, and that's what we look forward to. We sure do, John. Um, and what is remarkable to think, who would have thought 20 years ago there could be a New South Wales trotter as equal favourite for an inter-Dominion when the, the gate was... Not in its absolute plume at that stage, John. That, that's a feather in the cap to think that plenty of the trotters in the series, John, are locals. Uh, they are. And, and what makes it even more important is that uh, back in the 80s, the 1980s and early 1990s, uh, trotting was actually you know, removed 
from the from the racing calendar in New South Wales. So from from that, it seems like a long time, but it takes a long time to develop these things. Uh, trotting is strong in New South Wales and getting stronger. And Harness Racing New South Wales and Club Menangle will continue to sp- support the trotters uh, as long as uh, participants want to enjoy that gate and uh, race those horses. John, the games begin and the conversations begin at 4.30 this afternoon um, when the fields come out for the first round of heats. Congratulations on getting the series back, John, and, and we're looking forward to, to getting your opinion on some of these things and any news updates, of course, on Sky Sports Radio over the next two and a half weeks. Yes, and, and what, what is another coup uh, for our sport is that On The Pace will, will be run twice a week during the carnival. So I thank you for your contribution there and, and Sky Racing because without this this publicity and, and getting the news out there to our, our many, many legions of uh, followers, uh, we, we can't really show the full story. So I'm sure people will tune in and they will get the news. Um, they'll hear from the trainers. Uh, they'll hear from the drivers. They'll hear from anybody that's got something to say about this championship. They sure will, John. Thank you and enjoy the next two and a half weeks. That's John Dummersy, the boss of Harness Racing New South Wales. Yep. Sky Sports Radio is into this. We are into it. We know it's a slightly quieter time for the Gallops. We're going to have On The Pace at 10.30 on Thursday morning right throughout the series to review the heats from Bathurst, to talk about the final, and this Thursday to talk about the heats. Brittany Graham will be back before then, of course. She'll be back on Wednesday morning at 10.30. On Friday, we have winners with Luke and Dave, and we are into it. We're going to have a lot of fun, and of course, the voice of the Inter-Dominions, Fred Hastings, will be taking you through both Saturdays and Sundays. Stick around with us. We're going to tell you the stories of the Inter-Dominion. We're looking forward to doing so. 4.30 this afternoon on harness.org.au. The fields come out, and the chat starts. The next version of that chat will be 10.30 on Wednesday morning for On The Pace with Brittany Graham.